This, this is, is Dave Gordon, Gordon, and while I'm not actually listening to the show, I'm doing the bumper for our Sci-Fi Saturday Night. This is Sci-Fi Saturday Night. Talkcast 132, and oh my God, we've done 131 of these to this point. In any case, <laughs> yeah, it's another night here on Sci-Fi Saturday Night, and something new tonight for the very first time in the history of Sci-Fi Saturday Night. Our podcast tonight is sponsored by the Watch City Festival in Waltham, Massachusetts, the original steampunk city, happening Saturday, Friday and Saturday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, May 11th, 12th, and 13th at the Charles River Museum of Innovation and Industry and surrounding areas in Waltham, Massachusetts. Wow, I've screwed up my first commercial. Yeah. Nice job, Dome. Deep in Area 51, uh, trying to figure out what the hell it is I'm saying. I am the Dome at the Raw Bar. Joining the talk cast tonight are the usual suspects in the Revere Time Vortex, Soundboard Vixen, and uh, woman with a mission tonight, she's making it happen, Captain of the Jolly Rancher, Kriana. Curse your sudden but inevitable betrayal, Skype. <laughs> From the stacks of her person at Silent Zone in the Dank Dungeon Reading Room, she's running, she's running, she's dealing with finals, it's Zombrarian. Luckily, they're not my finals. But here's a tip, college students. While you're dealing with your finals, the staff of your university is dealing with them as well. And here's another tip. You smell bad. Go home and shower. Go home and shower. (laughs) From the four-color vault of comics in Manchester, New Hampshire, he's a man with a pencil. It's illustrator. <laughs> that, that's all I get. <laughs> Avengers assemble. That pencil. <laughs> it's the dead redhead. Sombrarian, I am so fist bumping with you right now. It's a virtual fist bump, and it's awesome. It is. It is. Good. <laughs> Four Color Vault of Comics is Barnabas the Zombie Cat. Yes, and, he is here. Somewhere. And of course, <laughs> Gallifrey Nymphomaniac Catch and Release Center in Teaneck, New Jersey's Exit 7 brand new Clam Shack Ballot and Frogert Emporium because he likes it cold and damp. It's Awake by Java. Excellent. You are in a position to demand nothing. I, on the other hand, am in a position to grant nothing. And having said that, (laughs) our guest tonight joining us for the entire show is Zach Cruz, major domo of Summit City Comic Con. Zach, welcome to the show. Hi, I enjoy fun. 
<laughs> well, we enjoy cool things, so maybe we'll Whoa. go Whoa! We have right. so much in common already. I know. <laughs> so the question is where we start tonight, because we have a new format as well, in, in which we're actually going to attempt to structure something as silly as that may be. Well, that you know, be I, un I understand it's a cast member's birthday. That's right! It, it, is it, that it. why I came on the call late? Happy <laughs> birthday to stop, you. Stop, stop, stop. <laughs> wow. Yeah, you, you don't want to tempt Illustrator X might sing. <laughs> oh, yes. Worst and that ever. is what's truly scary on this show. <laughs> I, I, oh, poor X. I've been rewriting Cole Porter lyrics to sci-fi Saturday night format. So. You know what? <laughs> as as long as you don't sing them... That's is, okay. That's why the lady is a space tramp. Lovely. Yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> Including right. the naughty lyrics. Oh uh, god. Yes. So, what's going on this week? Uh, there's like reboot news all the hell over the place. Uh, so it's another week of comic book movies. I mean, that's just pretty much how it goes, right? That, I mean, th there are so many movies in the works to be rebooted. Uh, right now, it's it's kind of unbelievable, and one of the more disturbing ones is that Daredevil is going to get a reboot. <laughs> uh, you know what? They couldn't possibly make a worse one. I was just going to say yeah. that's not necessarily a bad thing. You know what? They oh. should totally reboot Thor. <laughs> Thor? Yes, they should reboot Thor. Thor that was has, so a, awesome. has a sequel coming out. Yay! So, you really don't have to worry about that one. Personally, I'd, I'd like to, to tell all of our listeners to go see Steve Bissett's, um discussions on the matter at Facebook. If you look at, at um, Mr. Bissett is, is a friend of the show, and uh, he's got a few oh, things oh. to say about the Avengers this week. Well, is it is it anything more than last week's guest had to say about Star Trek? <laughs> Holy crap. How many more people can we piss off when we're making billions of dollars? <laughs> so what's what's the deal with the Daredevil reboot? Who's attached to it? What's happening with it? Yada, yada, yada. Well, um, apparently the studio uh, Fox is um, has hired David James Kelly to rewrite the script. And this script is going to be based on the Born Again storyline. Um, what? Yeah. So it's it looks pretty interesting. Um, the this is the second script that the studios ordered for this movie. The first one was written by Brad Caleb Kane, who wrote Fringe, uh, or wrote for Fringe. Um, and so it, apparently they weren't happy with it, and they're and they're asking for a rewrite from uh, David oh, sorry, Kelly. Was it, was it good? I, was I what know. good? Was the guy from Fringe was his good? Evidently not, because they kind of tossed it. Uh-huh. Yeah, but, I mean, David James Kelly is kind of a nobody. I haven't heard of anything that he's really done. Um, so so I guess it's kind of up in the air. Um, though they have said that David Slade is attached to direct, which, and, and his, his filmography, you know, it, that's, I mean, he did Twilight Saga Eclipse, so. Oh, boy. You oh, my know, God. He's, he's got me now. Yeah. I, I I generally try to be positive about these things because I haven't seen them yet. But <laughs> don't Dare, bother. 
I, I can't bother this time because Daredevil Born Again is, I mean, it's like the one evergreen story that Marvel has. It's one of the best things they've ever published. And I feel like this is, this is, they're just treading on dangerous ground here. Well, Fox even, just wants even to trying do something. It. Oh my Fox God. just wants to do something with, with owning that character, you know? So, so it's understandable that they, that they want to do something with it, but I don't know. It, the, the fact that they've already got two scripts, you know, and and they're still not happy with it may mean that it'll die, which is probably the best thing for this this movie. Please, please, Jeebus. <laughs> well, the, the other really interesting reboot is is Van Helsing reboot, which really got some legs uh, this week for information. Uh, you know, the original Van Helsing with uh, Hugh Jackman, directed by Stephen Summers, uh, wasn't really all that good. So, hey, but I my mean, dad loved it. Well, so there's mine. He owns, he owns oh, the Blu-ray. Of no it. way. <laughs> it's like one of his five Blu-rays. Holy so crap. dad film? It yeah, is. apparently. So the deal is um, Tom Cruise is attached to star in it. Which... Well, okay, okay. Right, right away. We've got issues. Well, well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Please, please, please remember. You have mental issues if you're Tom Cruise. Once again. No, 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 no. I'm sorry, but hey, hey, dead redhead, are you really far away from your mic? I'm having a hard time hearing you, hun. Sounds fine. Oh, you can't hear me. No, I can hear you fine. I was say X is telling me I'm yelling. And then Guillermo del Toro is linked as directing. Yeah, and Alex Kurtzman and Roberto Orchi will be involved too as as writers and producers. And I know. This, so, this is at the same time that they're going to do. They're working on the Mummy reboot. So you know, I don't know. It's got some big names, and it's uh, you know, we'll see where it goes. I didn't like the original, the the first one. What was that? Two thousand four. Yeah. No, I uh, didn't care for it. What, the Mummy. Yeah. No, no, no. Van Helsing. Oh um, no. <laughs> it was cotton candy. I mean, as it came off the screen, it went into smoke. It did nothing. Yeah. No. The mummy? No, no, Van Helsing. Van oh, Helsing. Yeah. We like, mentioned the mummy once, and yet somehow. Because I love the that. mummy. Brendan Fraser's my favorite. You know Shut up. <laughs> I loved that ride at Universal Studios. I must have gone on that thing six times. <laughs> It was awesome. No, I oh. love the mummy as well. I own a copy of the mummy. But you know, and and but that's the thing. Like, it's got some big names attached to it. We'll, so we'll see what happens. I'm, I'm far more uh, interested in it than I am, say, you know, the Daredevil movie. Anyway, though, we though, don't have though, to talk about that. It's really interesting that um we've got a brand new movie that has never been done before Holy coming shit. out i know it's oh, unbelievable it somebody used their brain and their imagination probably not um, wait it's probably based well, on a book really, no it's probably based on a book because it's book. It, it is it's based on the graveyard book by neil gaiman oh and, boo um, ew, ew 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 neil gaiman oh come on no oh no I dislike Neil Gaiman intensely. I dislike Neil Gaiman intensely. Neil Gaiman is fantastic, and the things that he writes is, are fantastic. And the Graveyard Book is a fantastic book. Not only that, but no. But seriously, just, how do you feel about it? 
<laughs> Wait, I don't think I read that one, but American Gods was definitely bad. Oh, yes, American well, Gods is one of the best pieces of American literature it that I've awful. ever read. There is, it was like, fantastic. And that's and why Neil Gaiman was a science major. Neil Gaiman's great book, The Graveyard Book, which is about a young boy who grows up in a graveyard raised right. by ghosts in order to kill the man who kills his family. Wow, that's is also great. Not that and the guy who's going to direct it is Henry Selick, who directed it. Nightmare you know what other Christmas things are great for Coral. books is the fact that tour came out the other wow, day. Wow, way to rush the news, guys. Well, <laughs> actually, well, I just I just hate Neil Gaiman. To talk about this story that we talked about and because Kriana doesn't like I just Neil hate Neil Gaiman, so we're going to move on to the actual like, important news. This is news. a story that we're talking about. And you okay, okay, like you've and never rushed a segue because you don't like what we're talking about. I am putting the hammer down and saying that we did, we were extremely remiss last week in not talking about the fact that Tor has decided to go completely DRM-free for all of their books starting in July. If you will remember, a couple episodes back... I decided to try to purchase an ebook from Tor, and I was unable to complete my purchase. Partially because of digital rights management abusiveness. It is really, really awesome that Tor has decided to go DRM free because, first of all, it sends a really clear message to other publishers. Tor is not a little kid. I mean,. No. Tor, Tor is big within the science fiction community for in terms yeah. of publishing. But I mean, it, it's a big publisher in general. It's Absolutely. certainly a division of an even bigger publisher. And for them to yeah. make that kind of a decision, it's not something that clearly happened overnight. Um, but, but it does send a clear message to the rest of the publishing industry. Now, as a consequence of this decision, and, and this is going to be interesting how this plays out, their books will also not be offered on any platform that requires digital rights management, which Such includes as. Amazon and Apple. Mm -hmm. So they're probably going to take a humongous hit in the sales, especially from Amazon. I mean, I don't really know how many people use the iBook store. I think they're ridiculously overpriced. Um, I don't know how anyone else feels about the price of ebooks lately. But to be fair, there are readers available for the iPad and the iPhone and the i whatever that will read non-DRM. Oh, iBooks will read non-DRM. I'm talking about the iBooks store itself. Right. Right. And it's also the same with the uh, Amazon Kindle. Oh, wait a minute. Actually, I could be completely wrong. Apple's platform may actually not require DRM. I'll, I'll have to... Actually, you know what? I was wrong. It doesn't require it. It has it as a possibility, but it doesn't require it. But Amazon's going to be the big one, and probably Barnes & Noble. And yet the Nook and the Kindle both uh, will accept non-DRM uh, uh, software. Uh, well, the Kindle, Kindle, not easily. I think the Kindle is kind of difficult to put things on. Um, I don't have one myself. Yeah, the Nook, not so much, because I actually do have one. I, I know. I, I mean, I've just heard things from people who have Kindles saying, oh, it's difficult to get files on there. You not, have to, like... Not at all. It's, it's not? Oh, maybe it just used to be, like, you had to email them to a special address or some weird stuff like that. No, there's this piece of software called Calibre, and it's fantastic. You just... It is fantastic. <laughs> yes, it it is, does actually. everything. Yeah. It does everything. I didn't know it did that, though, since I don't know. You can even Kindle. read the graveyard book on your... Oh, <laughs> give it a rest. Give it a rest. Book, which is ar arguably the 
easiest and best book of Neil Gaiman's to adapt to a movie after Coraline. Yeah, and and the real news here is that Henry Selleck is involved on that because that's an important Indeed. thing. No, and, no I'm pretty sure the real news was Tor. Pretty sure everything else was just cotton candy. Tor was good news. No, that, it's a really it's a really humongous step. That would be like Warner Brothers coming out and saying. You know what? This piracy thing, we're we're not gonna deal with that anymore. We're just gonna like put our films out on um the Pirate Bay from now on. Not really, but close. Really close, actually. And I think considering the track record of other industries, um, the publishing industry, if you could take this as a as a sort of milestone, is reacting better and faster to the advent of people wanting to consume things in a digital manner. Well, cer certainly industry. within other areas of the entertainment industry, that's for sure. I, I I don't think just in the entertainment industry. I'm thinking like um, brick-and-mortar retailers are really threatened by Amazon, for one thing. Should they be? Sure, Amazon's out-competing them. Why is Amazon out-competing them? Well, there are a couple reasons. Some of them are yes, because Amazon is online, but other ones are not. And what most industries fail to do is to leverage the advantages of having a physical space. Yep. Which is why you get th people doing things like walking into Best Buy, figuring out what TV they want, and walking out and buying it on Amazon. <laughs> Who's following us? But see, here's one of the horrible <laughs> things about online retailers. You can't take advantage of one of these great events and these great get-togethers that that happen like this Saturday, which is free comic book day. Yeah, that's, you know, that, that is. Well, this is leveraging your physical space. Exactly right. what I'm talking about. And this Saturday, all over the United States and virtually every comic book store with throughout the United States, there will be a celebration called free comic book day. And if you're listening to us, you don't, don't probably... can, you, can you tell us what free comic book day is about? What does, well, what's the history of Free Comic Book Day? What's the true meaning of Free Comic Book Day, Dome? Well, get, gather around under the mistletoe, children, <laughs> and let's talk about it. No. Wait, no, don't. No. <laughs> you don't gather the children under the mistletoe. No, we, we don't do that. That seems oh, unsettling. That, that um, results yeah, in... Yeah, it was creepy. Yeah, that <laughs> of course, when we're talking about ages, pretty much everybody is a child to you. So. <laughs> Oh, snap. Free comic book day is about getting free comics. <laughs> yeah. But what's the true meaning of free comic book day? Free comics. Oh. The, the true meaning is you go to a comic book store, you meet a whole bunch of other geeks just like you, and you, mean, you get free shit. You mean like the host of Sci-Fi Saturday Night? Well, yeah, actually, we're going to be at two or three different uh, free comic book events this weekend. Coincidentally, wow. free comic book day. Which is where are we going us, to be, Dome? Well, you can find us at Double Midnight Comics in Manchester, New Hampshire on Saturday afternoon. If you drop by, you can get a free Sci-Fi Saturday Night sticker and pin and maybe a signed autograph. Lucky you. Where else are we going to be? We'll also be at Harrison's Comics in the Mall of New Hampshire in Manchester, New Hampshire at noon on Saturday, talking with the Sky Pirates of Valendor and saying hi to all our fans. 
Peter Vinton, if you're listening. They're both showing up? They're both yeah. who? Well, I understand you. Our you're... listeners are showing up this season. <laughs> Your mom's going to be there, isn't she? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Gonna be <laughs> and my grandma. <laughs> so, yeah, we're set. Both both fans are going to be there. Excellent. There we go. And, and while you're at Free Comic Book Day meeting us, you get the side perk of free comics, obviously. And Dark Horse is offering this year is by Zach Whedon and it's a Serenity slash Star Wars comic and I found it not very clear from the synopsis whether it was a mashup or not but I don't think so. I don't think I care. Um, I think it's just going to be that awesome. Yeah. You know what? Okay. Zach Whedon, Star Wars, Serenity. I'm there. Win. That's a win. It's it's basically the most awesome thing ever, and if he had mashed up Serenity and Star Wars, it would have imploded from the awesome, and then we all would have died. So, so I, I just like to <laughs> make make a comment about our fans for a second because I I also realized I wasn't here last week, but I I heard that we didn't get too much of a chance to recap Boston Comic Con, and I want to just mention a couple of things. This is the first show that we've been to, where people came up and said. Hey, we listened to your show and we really like it. Awesome. How cool yeah, is that? that was an awesome yeah. feel, wasn't it? And they weren't just, you know, like like people that we knew. It was like strangers. It was people that were strangers. Yes. That's <laughs> kind of cool. There were at least three of them. I'm assuming they're all listening tonight. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> all three of you, damn it. All three. It was nicer than the whole, uh, are you double parked in the handicap spots down below? <laughs> right, right. Not only that, but we met so many great people there who we're sure are listening to. We, we did meet a real, some really cool people there. Some people, remember like nine months ago, I think at this point, I found this really cool webcomic called Disappointing Monsters, and it was the yes. very first strip of it, and I just thought it looked cool. Mm-hmm. So I was like... Hey, everyone should go there. They emailed us afterwards, and then I totally forgot about them. I probably shouldn't have said that on the air. Oh, well. <laughs> I did. Okay. But they were cool, and, you know, this that's kind of what we do. We do cool stuff. They were at Boston Comic Con and came by and were very sweet and said hello to us. And they're going to be on the show later. Yes, they are. Yes, oh, they by are. the way, you know who was incredibly cool but was a very quiet guest? Jeremy Bastion. He's so cool. Oh. Oh my well, god. I mean we I knew that already, but spin rad. that that person <laughs> Yeah, at one point at one point during the show, Dead Redhead and I went over yes. and, and talked to Jeremy for what almost an hour. It was a while. I, I couldn't just I couldn't pull away from his artwork. I mean and he was just showing you print after print after gorgeous, amazing, uh precise home baked prints. Print. Yeah, okay. yeah, and they the tea staining that he does on them is beautiful. Oh, yes, you know, at one point, <laughs> he says to me, and I'm I'm really looking at this beautiful uh, cutaway of a a, uh, a wall that and a girl is standing there. It's part of the Cursed Pirate Girl series, and he goes, "I really love the dragons in this." And I'm looking at it, I'm going, "I don't see Where any dragons." Where are the dragons? <laughs> so <laughs> I said. Jeremy, I'm really sorry. I don't see them. He goes, you see that little window in the upper right-hand corner? Yep. Look at the wood that's framing the window. 
And uh, it, I swear to God, it wasn't more than the size of a postage stamp, the window itself. But it was the smaller was, than that. It was, it was but this incredible uh, yeah. dragons just surrounding the woodwork in the window. And I, I, it, it just blows me away. And, and the cool thing was he, he sat next to Ben Templesmith and the two of them had people there nonstop throughout the entire show. Yeah. They were busy, busy guys that whole time. Oh, and you know who else I'm going to say thank you to? Sarah Richard. Yay, Sarah. Yeah, everyone should pick up a copy of her new children's book, Kitty and Dino. Hey, yeah, I, I bought that at C2E2. I met her at C2E2. That is a beautiful book. Isn't yeah. it, though? Yeah, it's gorgeous. She is amazing. And yeah. I read it three times before I realized it didn't have... It had two sentences, I think, in it. Yeah. But There's who cares? no I mean... words. It's beautiful. I love it. Yeah. All that, all that matters in that book is the art, and it's just, it's amazing. And my kids mm -hmm. loved it, and I loved it, and yeah, it's just, it's a really, really nice piece of work. And also, Sarah, Nicole, I, I remember that we owe you a sale, and you will see us at Granite Con. Just, I'm sorry, that Sarah. was cryptic. I, well, yo, you promised to buy something from her, and then you were like, oh no, I'll buy it at Granite Con. I'm holding you to that. That was I'm, mean. I'm holding me to that. That was it just was mean. Me it was like dangling a carrot in front of it her face. It was not mean. It was a little mean. Nicole you know, even said it wasn't mean. She was lying. You're wrong, <laughs> and you should feel bad. <laughs> I don't. <Ooh! laughs> I don't, because I'm right. Ladies, 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 calm down. Oh. Speaking I of can't calm comparison. down, and you know why I can't calm down? Oh, my God. Here's Captain Segway. I know we're talking about Boston, but, but we should really talk about this whole con business. Not not Boston Comic Con, not Summit City Comic Con. Con! Damn you, Con! <laughs> I think then we also have to talk about Benedict Cumberpatch, and I don't mean Laura. Oh. Colin! <laughs> Colin! No, uh, because there's there are all these Cucumber rumors in this? swirling about the the villain in the new Star Wars movie or Star Trek movie. Sorry. Um, New Star and... Wars movie? No! Oh, wait, wait, wait. Let's get Norman Spinrad back here. <laughs> um, they, they keep saying that um, that it's they, they won't tell us who the villain is. People assume that it's Khan. It is. But we don't really know. We can assume. But but the, have you seen the set photos of Benedict Cumberbatch? And, um, wait, I thought it was confirmed was that he was Khan. It is confirmed. But have you, seen, just... have you seen his pictures from the set? He doesn't look. You know, maybe. Conish? I mean, Conish. he better look like Chewbacca because, I mean, Ricardo Montalban is a hairy guy. Hold on. We seem to have lost a Zombrarian. Yes. We'll get her back on. Um, he was full of machismo. <laughs> That's what it was. Machismo. I'm, just, uh, I'm a little. I'm a little concerned about this whole situation, to be honest. Why? It's Benedict Cumberpatch. How can you be concerned about that? Are you kidding? Because Barbara Papa Cucumber there is good for many things, but not necessarily Khan. Oh, he will be excellent at Khan. I still, I still don't like Zachary Quinto as Spock, so... No, I don't like that either. I think oh, it's just very I wrong. I just like Zachary Quinto in anything. He's no, very wrong. Still... 
Somebody has to. And ever since the first season of uh, Heroes, I haven't much cared for much of it. But okay, although, but he did a phenomenal yeah. job in American, American Horror Story. Yes, yeah. he did. Yeah, thank you. He and thank Jessica Lange can bitch at each other. For an like hour a week on TV, and I will watch that. Yeah, that, that's that's that's, uh, that's fair. I'll take that. Totally fair. You're absolutely right. Hey, uh, some interesting TV news this week. Uh, Fringe did get a new season. Yeah, oh, they, they got 13 episodes. Here's the here's the real thing, though. Um, I'm not sure if I want another season. Have you been watching it uh, the past couple of weeks? Yes, I have. I, I'm completely oh, caught so up. In I'm definitely oh. sure I want another season. I'm yes. Okay, so here's my status on Fringe. I decided I'm going to give this show another go. Maybe yes. I was wrong. Maybe it didn't get really, really boring. You've never been wrong about anything in your yeah, life. I know, clearly, <laughs> obviously. So so maybe I was wrong. And I got through the whole first season, and I really remembered why I liked it so much. I was like, oh, this is cool. Walter's cool. All this stuff. Awesome. I watched the plane runs right before I flew to San Francisco. That was not cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, that was yeah, a, that's always a bad idea. Dubious intelligence, that decision. Um, but then I got, I'm like three quarters of the way, I think, through the second season, and I'm just, I'm stuck. I just don't care anymore. <laughs> like, right around the time where they open up the door to the other world, I'm like, yeah, I, no. Well, now, here's something interesting. Did you read Mike Hinman's article this past week? I did not. He- he wrote an article saying how we should all start to be nice to Fox again because of their unabashed support of Fringe. They're not this... supporting Fringe. Well, not the game they're also. not. They, they, have, they have that show on a leash so tight it's not even funny. That's right. And, and you know what? It, it, the, it's a real, a real testament to the writers of that show that they've been able to keep it going for that for as long as they have. Um, and it's a, also a testament to the to the fan base that they've been watching because, you know, it's not a wide spectrum show. That's right. Definitely not. That's it right. is not made for mass appeal. So you have to actually pay attention to it. <laughs> yeah. Um, Even those of us who watch it get confused sometimes. Well, and I mean, I don't mind that. I just I just get so bogged down in it, and then. I, there's just a point where, and it was even earlier this time, because I know the first time I tried to watch it, I got all the way through the second season before I gave up. I got to the point where, spoiler alert, Olivia was, like, in captivity in the other universe. I think that's well, the Well, I mean, your problem finale. with it is probably that it's so scientifically accurate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and a lot of a lot of science fiction suffers from that aff- affliction. The, the scientific accuracy. Um, one of the series that, that may soon also contract this particular scientific accuracy disease is Star Trek. God help them. Um, they're they're I, attempting to pretend that they're going to be scientifically accurate, and I don't hold up. You know what? You know what bothers me? It bothers me when people pretend like that. If, if you're not gonna, if you're not gonna go for trying to be scientifically accurate, just like. Do your thing and make shit up and just be aware. But make up, make up good shit. Yeah, and yeah, like Trek just is like really good for that. 
Wow. That's why the song is there. They've been okay. (laughs) They've been okay for it, at least. Well, at least they've created a universe in which their explanations for things account for what happens in the show. Sure, it's it's quite internally consistent. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, listen, uh, speaking of uh, creating things, I want to take a minute to mention uh, the Silver Circle. The movie is uh, completed. It looks like it's going to be happening very shortly. But they wanted to announce that their online comic has come to an end. It has done its full run and is now available from beginning to end online. And it looks rather cool. We uh, And actually, they'd like to come on fairly soon. And I don't know what we mean by fairly soon. Until <laughs> 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 so donkeys fly. But uh, to talk about... You're welcome. You're welcome, Armenia. Uh, to talk about the movie opening and where it's opening, uh, the limited release, and the DVD sales, and yada yada, and we will be talking to them fairly, fairly soon. But and I think before, they were talking about entering it into a festival too, weren't yeah. they? I think they were. I think it was uh, being juried in Sundance. I don't know what that means, but yay! Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yes. So uh, yeah. <laughs> Pay attention and keep your eyes, your your ears, uh, open for that news. Um, but what if what I want to keep my nose open? And what we need to do is scientific uh, accuracy. <laughs> talk about this week's Facebook poll. You know what though? Hold on though, because the fringe of science really doesn't bother me at all. It really doesn't. That's really not it. I don't know what it is. I really don't know what bothers me about that show and why I can't watch it. And you I think know what that's... bothers me? You just called Fringe the Fringe. Did I? <laughs> yeah. yeah. The yeah. Fringe! And the you called, you're actually saying The Serenity. Hey, and you know what? If Fringe does actually <laughs> die after this next season, there's always the possibility that it may come back. Um, really? There's a show that's that's already looking like it might come back, and that's Jericho. I don't know if you guys watched Jericho, uh, did you? I didn't watch it, but I remember the whole thing where people were sending peanuts or whatever to the oh, network. It was unbelievable. It was a great, you know, um, post-apocalyptic type show. Um, yeah, but it, and, it, it got bogged down fairly easily, too. But but its one season was, was really dynamic, and I it enjoyed was. watching it. And the cool thing is that Netflix might be the, the company that brings it back. Oh, you that's know, actually just, really cool. They just yeah, released yeah. their... Um, it, right now on Netflix, you can watch their original series, Lilyhammer, which right. I haven't gotten around to watching yet. Um, but, you know, th- this is an interesting thing. It might actually prompt me to keep my Netflix subscription. <laughs> oh, oh, speaking of um, alternative television providers, Hulu Plus may get its balls cut off. Um, because there have been talks about Hulu Plus, you may need to, in the future, prove that you are a cable subscriber in order to access certain content on Hulu, which is, I think, what? the worst thing that has ever happened to that site. And may, in fact, be its downfall. Um, I think it almost certainly will be, because no one's going to do that. No, it kind of does. It, it does to, you know... Board members of cable providers. companies. Right. That's that. Those are the only people that it makes sense to, because okay. what they're they're trying to do is protect. Pe- they're trying to protect themselves from people, um, not getting cable service anymore. And instead of trying to monetize Hulu as it is with ads and things like that, which I think Hulu used to do a pretty good job of, at least. 
Now with Hulu Plus, I, I like I don't even care that much. Screw All right. that. Guys, we need to move to the Facebook poll. Not really. <laughs> okay, Dome, I'm going to remind you one more time. This is a podcast, not a radio show. Yes, I know. And that. it can be as long as you want it to be. Dead Redhead. Yes. Talk to us. This week's Facebook poll. This week's poll is we asked people who their favorite Martian was, and we gave them some suggestions. And um, actually, <laughs> um, X has asked me to add the fourth person, the fourth uh, candidate, because, uh, or X candidate, as it were, because. Not, not X's candidate. I, I, I did not uh, add this one, but one of our listeners added Rick Santorum as their favorite Martian. Um, <laughs> and, and he came in fourth. <laughs> and he came in fourth above Which, quite a few other people. Just like real life. Which is actually. <laughs> And he went there. <laughs> so we didn't add that one, but oh I no, guess I Rob... like I like that our listeners did that. I think that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So props to whoever added that. Um, but coming in for our usual top three, number three was Marvin the Martian, a favorite of everybody's from the Warner Brothers cartoons. We see he was only in what three of the cartoons or something like that. Yeah, that oh, was it. Yeah, he was only in three of them, and the his character kind of took on a life of its own because everybody wanted to talk like that. Um, and then at number two, for those of us who are old, like Dome and myself, um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, came in the the original my favorite Martian, which was Ray Walston, otherwise known as. Mr. Hand. Mr. Hand from uh, Best Times at Ridgemont High. <laughs> For some of our younger listeners. And I don't know what he's done. Yeah, I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, see, I, I can't even think of anything he's done in the last five years. So, um, Is he dead? Yeah, I think. Yeah, that's right. Is why. he dead? Yeah, he's yes, dead. Let's go well, so Bixby. So the whole show's dead. <laughs> if, if oh, wait, not, he really is like... dead? I was just being a jerk. <laughs> Uh, and coming in at number one, because right on the heels of Comic-Con, is that Oreo-eating, green-skinned Martian, John Johns, the John Martian, Jones. John Jones, however you want to say it, the Martian Manhunter. So, there we go. Yay, Martian Manhunter, you're number one. None of those are the ones that I voted for. You guys are so lame. No, actually, I was I was very impressed with the one with the one I saw of yours that you voted for. Valentine Michael Smith. That's the only Martian I like. Yep, from Stranger in a Strange Land. I'm saying, you know, I'm surprised that there weren't more Boston people uh, voting for Robillard. You know, <laughs> He's going to say the it again. old Channel 56 ad. <laughs> oh, dear. I'm not going to sing it. I'm Nobody else remembers, it. honey. <laughs> I was going to say, I remembered, but I chose to ignore. <laughs> very quickly and what is next week's poll apparently next week's poll is going to be give a name for your favorite steampunk beer or name a steampunk beer if you could name a steampunk beer what would you call it and that's in honor of our friends at the watch city festival yay well that's not really a poll that's a contest Wow, okay. they don't really win anything, though. 
And if someone has a better idea than you, you can vote for their ideas. So there you go. go. So it's almost nothing like a contest. Now it's a poll. (laughs) And having bitched that one through the ether waves. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) We come to our guest, Zach Krause from Summit City Comic Con. Zach, how are you? I'm great. How are you guys? Uh, well, we're kind of drunk, but other than that, we're doing well tonight. That's so, good. Well, yeah, alcohol is always a great way. Hey, to listen, on, on my podcast, I booze it up all the time. That's the way you got to roll, man. You keep things loose. Well, it's one way to keep things loose. We're not going to yeah. die with the other ways. Oh. <laughs> Zach, talk to us about Summit City. Sure. Uh, yeah, Summit City uh, Comic Con is uh, held annually here in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Uh, and this is our third year for it. And this year we are uh, on May the 12th. So if you are in, you're from this side of the country and you're not going to the, to the watch thing, then uh, come out and see us on the 12th. And um, it's a it's a creator focused show. It's basically comics only. Um, you know, we allow you know the 501st to come out, and uh, we have a couple other you know nerd community type things um, that go on at the show. But nothing better than that. I bet you make exceptions for podcasts. Uh, we do make exceptions for podcasts. That that goes without saying. But but what I mean to say is, uh, you know, I don't I don't allow professional wrestlers at the show. I don't allow B or C or D or F list celebrities at the show. Um, it it it's it's yeah it's just it's comics and the comics community and, and that's basically it. Uh, I mean, Billy D. Williams might bring me a big crowd and might might make me lots of money, but I feel like I will have given up a little piece of my soul. Um, <laughs> Well, uh, and he would be too drunk to notice, probably. So he mi- he might be. be, he might be, but but I won't be. And then I, I have to go home and I'll just lay in bed and just stare at the ceiling and think about how I and wish how I you sold were out drunk. comics. Yeah, exactly. You go well, home with your case of Colt forty five, and then you yeah. use it. <laughs> it's always smooth, right? So <laughs> totally. Uh, but but anyway, no. So it's a it's a comics focused show, and um, basically, when you go to conventions, like when you go back to the artist alley, it's basically just a great big artist alley. Uh, I have I have a hundred creators that hundred or so creators that come in, and then we get uh, all the area retailers and a couple others from the region, and uh, just have a good time throughout the day. We run two or three panels, and um, yeah, it's just it's a lot of fun. It's it's basically just designed to get people to come out and experience the community and experience all those things that you know we love, and encourage new people who live in the area who maybe don't know what the comics community is or have. Um, a mistaken impression of it to come out and, and, and get to get, have an opportunity to see, you know, what makes it magical and important for all of us. So, yeah, it's very much a local show. Um, lots of local artists and, and creators that are in the area. Um, who who are you excited about seeing this year? Uh, a lot, actually. We it's we have a lot of local people come in, but I draw in a lot of people from Chicago and uh, Southern Michigan. We're in Northeast Indiana, for those that don't know. But I, draw, I bring in a lot of folks from Chicago and uh, Southern Michigan and Ohio. But, um, but yeah, we have a lot of local folks here as well. And it's really astonishing how many local comic creators there are here, actually. But, um, but I'm really excited. Uh, Gabe Hardman's coming out. Gabe, who has you know done storyboards. He's doing storyboards for the new Batman movie and Inception and all that kind of stuff. Oh, wow. but, um, but Gabe and I are buddies, and uh, but he's working on Secret Avengers right now. I, actually, I think he just jumped off of that for a short stint. Uh, but he's doing the Planet of the Apes, uh, a couple of Planet of the Apes books for Boom. 
Studios, and uh, he did the Hulk for a while and, and a bunch of stuff for them. Um, but uh, and I'm also really excited about about uh, Hillary Barta coming. Uh, Hillary, yes. I love Hillary Barta, and uh, Hillary Hillary is just a great American. <laughs> There's I, I am so jealous. I know exactly who Hillary Barta is. I would love to get some artwork. Oh. oh. Oh my goodness! Yeah, just you know what? If you uh, if you email Hillary, I'm sure that he would be more than happy to accommodate you. Um, uh. But but uh, Hillary, <laughs> Hillary is not just a great guy to see at shows, and he has all he has this. He he's done everything in comics. I mean, he was part of the DIY scene in the late '70s and early '80s. He did zines. He you know he worked on pretty much every big title at Marvel and DC throughout the '80s and early '90s. Yep. He still does stuff for them. Uh, and he does all the Simps- he does Simpsons comics now. I mean, he's done it all, and he just he has the best stories. And one of my favorite things about the show is going to the after party with Hillary and drinking with Hillary Barta because he's just oh my god he he's great at shows <laughs> to talk to. But when you get a couple of beers in him, like he re- when he really loosens up, man, he will just he will just go on and just amaze you with the stories that he tells. So. Uh, and actually, one of our panels at the show this year is a Hillary Barta career retrospective, um, which I am actually going to cut out for. I usually don't have time to make any of the panels at my show, but I'm going to make time for this one because I feel like it's something like if I, like I have to hear this. So, um, but but we've got a lot of great people, it's like Hillary and Robert Atkins, who's doing the GI Joe books, and uh, Mike Norton, who's done just ridiculous amounts of work for Marvel and DC, and uh, does the Battle Pug web comic and that sort of stuff. And uh, who am I forgetting? Oh, Jeff Darrow. Who, I was going to uh, say. Yeah, Jeff. <laughs> I don't know how I could have missed that one. Jeff Darrow is, a, is another one that I'm really excited about. Um, really excited about Jeff being here. And, uh, and Katie Cook and just lots of really, really talented people. So um, we're just excited to have yeah. them here. One of the cool things um, that you're doing before the, uh, the Comic-Con is actually a kid's event um the the show is right down the street from the allen county public library a huge very impressive library in the city here and um you've got a workshop for kids yeah um erica uh, erica center who she is the one of the directors of the children's services center over at the library um, she contacted me and asked what we could do to work together and uh, she came up with this idea to basically run a kids comics workshop. So we, we got a couple of uh, good local creators who um, they do a lot of kid friendly work and they're just good with kids in general. And uh, so they're going to put on a workshop for kids running from like six to eight on Thursday, the 10th. So, and it's, it's free for anybody that wants to come in and bring their kids and uh, Matt and Jeremy. Um, uh, it's Matt Gross and Jeremy McFerrin that are the creators that are going to be working there. And they're going to show kids, basically walk them through the process of creating their own characters and their own comics. And, you know, by the end, the kids should be able to walk out with at least some piece of art that they've created to show mom and dad and hang on the fridge and um, just feel creative and a part of the community. So I'm really excited about that. I think that's going to be a lot of fun. Fantastic. Sounds like there's a lot of stuff to see. What What are the panels that we can look forward to aside from the Hillary Barta retrospective? Uh, yeah, there's the Hillary panel, and then uh, I'm just I'm cutting the panel short this year because we have a kids costume contest that's going to happen at like three o'clock. So um, I'm not I'm not huge into adult cosplay. Uh, as someone who is a creator and been on the creative side of the table with cosplayers sort of meandering around, but I think kids cosplay is just 
adorable uh, because it gives kids an opportunity just to get invested into the community again. And if that's the way they want to do it, you know, let's encourage them. So, uh, so we have, we'll have a kids costume contest uh, late in the afternoon. And then uh, we have two other panels. One is um, there's a local attorney and author named Ryan Davidson. And he is co-authoring a book called The Law of Superheroes. And uh, he runs a blog called uh, The Law and the Multiverse. And he basically just takes actual tort and criminal law and all that sort of thing and then applies it to the fictional Marvel and DC universes and just gives examples of like, you know, what Superman could do if, say, someone reveal, were to reveal his secret identity as Clark Kent, which seems remarkably <laughs> simple to do. But, but anyway, so, so it's actually a really interesting book. And uh, he, ex- he and his co-author you know, explain like all the legal ramifications of these things happening. So he's doing a panel at 11 and then – or excuse me, yeah, at 11. And then at 1 o'clock, um, there's a husband and wife team, uh, Adam Withers and Comfort Love, who uh, do a lot of creator-owned comics – and they are running a panel where they sort of are going to walk people through the process of creating their own character and marketing it and, you know, finding their audience and um, not only doing all that, but learn, learning how to monetize it as well as they can. So, so we've got those panels and the kids' costume contest, and uh, that's, that's basically it for the programming. Um, but one other thing I'm doing just for attendees who, you know, if they don't want to go to the panels or if they're just looking for something to do during the day is um, – I developed these. Uh, they're basically their bingo cards, and all of the all of the attendees, or like the first thousand or so attendees that come through the door, will get a bingo card. And if you get a bingo, uh, and you you can earn a bingo by you know stopping at uh, an artist alley table and you know getting a sketch or just buying a mini comic or anything like that, or going to one of the back issue vendors and buying some back issues, and you get you know you get a stamp, and then you can turn in your bingo card, um, and then into you know basically. We're going to raffle with those turned in bingo cards. We'll raffle off like uh, prizes throughout the day, like gift certificates and uh, cash prizes and that sort of thing. So um, and the reason I wanted to do that is because, you know, to me, the comics community, the best part of any convention anywhere is always Artist Alley, always, because that's where you get to meet the people that are making that made your childhood, maybe, or are you know, drawing the books that you love and read every month, or maybe this just, you found something new and this is your new favorite guy or girl or whatever. So, um, so I, I put together those cards to basically to sort of encourage people to make sure that they're taking the time to slow down and smell the roses and stop and see Jeff Darrow and ask him about big guy and rusty, the boy robot, you know, and get, get some dinosaur art from him because it's something that's just beautiful and to, you know, that you can cherish forever or stop and talk to him please God stop and talk to Hillary Barta and ask him about working with Harvey P car. Or, or, <laughs> I, I mean, it's just it, it, these stories and, and these things that we get to participate as members of the community are things you can never replace, you know, and, and they're things that are nearly impossible to do in any other form of entertainment. You know, it, it, music, eh, you can maybe, maybe if you're into like some smaller local bands, sure. Movies, you're not, probably going to be able to spend a lot of time with, you know, whoever your favorite actors are. I, I don't know. Like if you're really into Johnny Depp, uh, I mean, you're not going to be able to spend time with him and really pick his brain about something. Uh, same with TV or anything like that. But in comics, you can. Comics is the only medium I know that takes its biggest stars, its biggest names, and puts them front and center with the fans and basically asks the fa- begs the fans to come out and interact with them. I don't know any other medium that does that. And um, 
Do you know any really... other medium that's not struggling? Like comics are not struggling. Uh, but the I I, I got to challenge you on that though because this is not this is not a new phenomenon though. No, when it's comics... not. I'm just saying right. that other entertainment industries could take a page from comic books and realize, oh, sure. hey, here's another way to monetize. You know your celebrities that we're not doing right now, but um, I'm sure well, if but, Johnny uh, Depp ever wanted to do a con, he could make a crap ton of money. There's, there's <laughs> just, but you can't go to a con and see Johnny Depp performing. Yeah, that, right? that's exactly. Sure exact, you can. Sure you, you can. See. At that one steampunk convention, they had a concert. Well, yeah, but you can see the music musicians performing, but you can't. You know, like take that performance home and hang and and you know have them do it in your living room like you can a piece of artwork. I think that yeah. it, I think that you're right. This is this is a fantastic opportunity. And uh, you know, I I went to Summit City last year. We we pulled in some guests from that show, um, including the guys who did Double Feature, um, the oh, iPad yeah. app. Yep, fantastic Action, to talk to them. Um, and I'm really looking forward to going again this year. And if you have a chance. Those of you listening in the Fort Wayne area, or even in uh, Southern Michigan or Eastern Ohio, come out, check it out. Uh, tickets are ten dollars at the door. You can also purchase them through PayPal on the website summitcitycomiccon.com, and uh, be sure to schedule an entire day to spend talking to artists and meeting some of your favorite creators. Please do. It's fun. And Java will be uh, anxiously awaiting to hear the after-party report from you. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, and also, uh, if you see a guy walking around, well, two guys, walking around with a, uh, an iPhone on a monopod uh, with, a, with a microphone. Stop, if you don't know us. what a monopod is, it's a big stick. Yeah, it, uh, <laughs> iPhone on a stick. Yeah, thank you. Thank with, you. A, with, a, with a microphone. Stop me. And, and, you know, hey, I'll even take out a bunch of my uh, keep calm and carry a ray gun prints for you, and you can get, grab a free print from me um, there at the con. So uh, check us out, and um, hopefully you'll, we'll see you at the show. Zach, thank you so much for joining us. No, thanks for having me here, man. I really appreciate it. <laughs> that music sounds familiar. Okay. For the coming up calendar next week from Brown Coats to Zcon, Mike Dowerty returns. And on the 18th, we discover what's inside Edgy's Right House Short. We've lost Illustrator X. Again. How does this keep happening? How do you big. Is anyone yeah. still there? Hello. Oh, he's back. Hey, there you go. Okay. I never went away. He's back. I never went away. Well, you did to us. Up close friend. to the mic, X. You got to speak into the part of the yeah. mic. Project, X. into the light. Oh, we can't hear you anymore. Oh, Next my God. Week, on the 12th, we have Mike Hello. Doherty with, and he returns to talk about Project Z-Con, his new movie. The week after that, the 19th, we have Mike Petchy, director of the Grindhouse Shorts, on to talk about his short films. And the week after that, the 26th, we have Tony Diana of Attack of the Atomic Zombies, the official film of the Boston Comic-Con. And you can check out all of those guests coming up the next few weeks. 
And Sci-Fi Saturday Night is the official podcast of Boston Comic Con at Comic Art House. Visit Bob and Kim for all your comic artwork needs. We are also the official podcast of the Granite State Comic Con. Yeah, that Join one too. Join us there in June. And tonight's I wanna... music was provided by the traffic lights. <laughs> All right! Folk at robwattsonline.com. I want to thank our guest tonight, Zach Krause from Summit City Comic Con. We're looking forward to hearing how well it went. Sounds like a wonderful event. I want to thank our sponsor for tonight, the Watch City Festival from Waltham, Massachusetts, May 12th and 13th. Sponsored by the Charles River Museum of Industry and Innovation. Thank you very much for your support. Oh, my goodness. From the Revered Time Vortex, the sweetheart of the soundboard, Kriana and Grammar Girl Zombrarian. Thank you, ladies. Skype! <laughs> <laughs> the Oracle of all comics in Manchester, New Hampshire, Illustrator X, and the Dead Redhead. Skype! <laughs> <laughs> Even Barnabas the Undead Cat is upset about this. <laughs> From Outpost Gallifrey, our gaming editor, thank you, Java. Sky! <laughs> yes, something's a bitch tonight, and it's not technology. This is Dome saying Genie shared pain is lessened, shared joy is increased. Thus do we all refute entropy. Good night, everybody. Good night. Oh, I oh, know, wow. I know.